Okay, so I mean, I think I think the very first episode we did, you started laughing, um, but this time you're laughing because we've just tried to do an episode where I decided on the topic because somebody doesn't have a topic ready for this episode, so I tried to make like the decision myself to do it. And the decision I made was to do an episode on decision, but now I've said that word too many times <laughs> that we can't do an episode on it because the word now has wound me up. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to say it again because that word is... <coughs> I'm done saying that word for today. Um, and you <coughs> still don't have anything, uh, topic-wise, unless something's come to you, no? No. Why? No. Have you come up with something? Um, well, you remember, like, I can't which episode it was, but... I think it was the... Actually, I think it was the last one. The last one, obsessive thoughts. I ended with obsessive thoughts and rumination and said, we're not going to do that next time. But because you can't decide, I'm going to have to basically decide this one. Well, to be fair, I think, not to say the word again, but decisions and that, that's all to do with obsessive thoughts that I would say, like, or... A lot of it is, you know, you think about the same thing over and over again. Yeah. I mean, I think we will go back to the other topic at some point, but not maybe make it about that, but just make it about how we've come about, like, how we decided to do what in uni, what in college, uh, stuff like that. And I think we'll come back to that. Okay. Because it's interesting to find out how anybody with with Asperger's or on the spectrum gets anywhere really like how do you decide on what you're going to do with your life um for everybody else like I feel like there's this feeling or this like maybe not gut feeling but like ability to know what they want to do you always see people like and I don't know if it's just because they're like it's all front and they're just pretending like they're they're in control of stuff because that's the way you're supposed to do it yeah but I feel like regular people have they're more more together when it comes to this is the job for me, or I'm going to go to uni to do this. Um, but I think for us, like the obsessive thought thing is a good thing to talk about, especially because it's relevant to yourself at the moment. Because, yeah. um, I mean, I don't know if you mind me mentioning it, but obviously yeah. you are currently in therapy and your <laughs> yeah. therapist has told you to think about rumination um, yeah. because you are big on that. Yeah. And I don't mean like big on that as in you're into that. You just, you do that a <laughs> do lot. do it all the time. Um, and so do I. So like, I want to start with, um, what do you think is the most mentalist obsessive thought process you've ever had, which is related to Asperger's? Um, I can think of two that I've had, um, but I'm going to start with you first because uh, I want to see like what they are. But like, and then I'll talk about my two. Mine two are crazy, but like, not crazy like who can think that, but just to the level that it was bothering me. But yeah, if you were... Okay, I... Off the top of my head, I think one of them would be when... I don't even think it was after any big attack, but, like, it's to do with terrorism, the ISIS, and I remember... uh, They'd done something, and I just decided that was it. Like, we were all getting taken over. And... The thing that really bothered me about it was the fact that I had no control over it. So it's probably to do with the being like out of control, my routine being messed up. Like it was to do with all of that. But I just decided the whole world was going to be taken over. It was probably going to happen tomorrow. Like there wasn't going to be any big time frame to do it. So I 
wrote down like I wrote down letters like I wrote a massive letter to my mum a massive letter to my dad and I'm like five six pages long about everything I've never said and it wasn't really a oh you've been such a great mum or such a great dad it was just I think this and I think this and I've never told you that I think this and like I gave them their letters and my parents kind of just went you're mental what are you doing oh, I, just, I mean I like I've heard of these exercises before where you're supposed to write down like what you'd like to tell someone but yeah I'm pretty sure every time I've heard about that exercise you're not supposed to hand the letters out so yeah I think if you are giving that out that is a bit crazy um and like how did it make you so like to what level because like I think with the obsessive thoughts in general like they take over everything you do yeah um and it's, I don't know if it's like a weird side effect or if it's just an Asperger thing. Um, like at the moment, I've told you before, well, I've mentioned it a few times today, that the obsessive thought I have at the moment is about shaving my head. Yeah. Um, because that's what I want to do. But like every time I walk past a barber now, I'm like, oh. Or if I walk past a guy that's like either bald or has shaved their head, I'm just like, I should do that. And like you see it in everything you do. Yeah. But like when you get these bad ones, like the terrorism thing, like how to like what level do you think it was like? what like weird symptoms i mean obviously the letters but like how did you feel like day in day out with that i felt just constantly panicked like there's not really a a way to describe that it was just constantly in my head there was nothing there was at no point within the uh probably bothered me for about two weeks there was no point in that two weeks where i wasn't thinking about it it was always there always in the back of my head i couldn't really enjoy or focus on anything else because of this thought i noticed that when i'm having obsessive thoughts that are that strong that i will spend a lot of time doing nothing so i'd like i was still at school but i went to school when i came home from school i wasn't watching tv or listening to music i was just sat on my bed thinking these thoughts being really panicked i was having meltdowns quite a lot because yeah, of it yeah um weirdly uh one of the ones that i've had is the exact same one you've just mentioned <laughs> so like the trouble is, is it leads to other things so i got into like an obsession of watching um like the daily politics in you know, the tv show yeah. daily politics i was watching that like every day uh, I had all the question time. So like, question time, and they play it obviously on BBC One, but they also play it on radio, um, I think it's Radio 5. So when the Daily Politics is happening, they have like a talk show that's on for like three hours. The first hour is before Daily Politics. <laughs> the hour in the middle is just a live radio broadcast of Daily Politics. And then after that, it's like them talking about what happened. So I was listening to that. I had that all recorded on my phone. Every polit- political like broadcaster that was on the radio, I had them downloaded my phone. I listened to all of them. And the trouble is, is I was listening to them all the time. So when I went on long bike rides, I was listening to them. Um, when I, like, everything. So when I was at home, I was listening to them or watching them. When I worked out at home, like, it was on the telly. Uh, and I constantly listened to all of them all the time. And the trouble is, is then the whole ISIS thing, when it first came about, came about while I was doing this. So <laughs> it was in a lot of it. And for some reason, that got into my head. They were talking about some ISIS guy that was all like, I'm going to... Um, I, I, we're not going to stop until, like, the black flag of ISIS is, like, flying over wherever. And I was convinced that that definitely was going to happen. Yeah. Because the way the news was covering it is they weren't talking about it in a sort of, like, no one ever went, that's not going to happen. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, there was nothing that they talked about 
insecurity wise and there's been other threats like obviously they had like Taliban and that kind of thing before yeah. that um, and it's come up before but I wasn't invested in what was happening so when that kind of stuff had happened previously I wasn't paying attention to it but this this one got so bad because it was in everything that I was listening to that I was thinking oh oh it could happen it could happen um, and I started thinking about like you know like when they were like decapitating people yeah. with like little tiny knives I was thinking about that and like I don't want that to happen to me why is that going to happen to me um, and obviously I started thinking like I, I'm pretty sure they're against tattoos so I was just like I'm, I've got quite a few tattoos so I was just like oh they're gonna end up like flaying them off my body when they get here and that kind of thing I was like maybe I should keep them covered up so I started to wear like lots of clothing that like covered up my tattoos because like just in case um, and yeah it's mental um, like my girlfriend at the time was just like you need to stop with this because it was it was everywhere like it was in the news like I mean ISIS in general don't get mentioned in the news at all anymore. No. Um, like, it's not to say that they are gone or anything like that. And I don't think about them. Like, even when they do show up briefly, it goes into my head. But there was that, like, two, three-week period, I think, when it first happened, that it somehow entered my thought processes. And I was thinking about, like, what if it happens? Like, what if we get taken over? Like, what's going to happen <laughs> to me? Like, so, uh, Like, one of the things I did that I kind of forgot I did was... I figured that my, like, escape route, almost, would be... So I knew that they, to, like, determine Westerners, they'd ask you to quote the Quran. Mm. So I started learning it and tried to learn Arabic just because I thought that that would make me safe. So, like, I still know quite a few, like, random Arabic terms just because I learnt them because I was that worried and I just started reading the Quran. Like, that's what I did. Yeah. That like I've just remembered that that was one of the mental things that yeah I mean they they caught that that whole period like caused me like massive anxiety yeah. and like meltdowns and stuff because I couldn't I couldn't focus on anything else but that yeah so like I just started like freaking out a little bit um, like I, I feel like I felt like my heart was constantly beating yeah, fast yeah, like yeah. just this this sense of dread like so like I freaked out at work once. Um, because like there was a guy that came in um and i didn't realize this at the time but he was wearing a hoodie yeah that said isis so it said isis on the front and on the back it said isis and it had like a picture of like a desert um okay. and he was trading in a phone um and you know like when you reset a phone and it tells you like it's uh origins of where it came <laughs> from um it was set to a rack uh so like i just was like okay this is nothing like this is nothing like this is fine he's wearing an isis hoodie but no one wears an actual isis hoodie um so like i started having like a weird and it was during like the height of this that i thought oh my god like what am i gonna do what am i gonna do um it wasn't till like my manager at the time who's big into metal um just went isis uh and i was just like oh my god like everybody knows like maybe it's already like happening like my manager seems okay with it maybe like there's like a slow like like takeover that's happening and i just haven't realized um but then it turns out isis is just a metal band <laughs> and he was wearing like a band hoodie it took my manager i was like well, how do you know what isis is in he's like not isis is in like isis there's like isis as in there's a metal band called isis <laughs> oh, and, and he's worked that out that desert picture is the album artwork for the album i can't remember what the album was called now um and like the fact that he just gave me a phone that was from iraq like uh was just because 
the phones from Iraq. Yeah. Like the guy, like he wasn't like the guy didn't look Middle Eastern or anything like that. Like so, it wasn't like I was profiling him or anything. Um, it just turns out that he bought the phone from the Middle East because he said that phones in the Middle East were cheaper. Uh, and that's why it was rooted to the point of the thing. But I just, like, was like, what is happening? Um, and, yeah, I, I freaked out. Like, I was worried about testing the phone. Like, I was worried about the guy that was trading it in. Like, it was just mental. Um, and, yeah, you can't sleep properly. Yeah. Um, I used to have to write stuff down in a journal to try and help with it. But, like, I'd found that I'd written, like, 50 pages yeah. just about what if this happens and, like, that kind of thing. Um and I've had previous ones before, like I told you my big one about climate change. Yeah. The climate change one came like straight after, pretty much. So like yeah. I managed to get my headset of like stop watching the news, stop paying attention to like newspapers, just move away from it. Yeah. But like, you know, they were doing this thing every time like a journalist got kidnapped by ISIS, you know, like and they did like a video with a release of it and that kind of thing. Yeah. And it was everywhere of like guys in orange jumpsuits, like all over the place, like and that kind of thing. It freaked me out. Um that was actually the first time I shaved my head, like as really <laughs> that I'm thinking about it and I noticed that they were always shaving these people's heads Sorry. so like that wasn't helping me yeah. like because obviously I had this thing that like I was going to get killed um, and obviously I just shaved my head at the time um, so I was like oh my god like I look like these guys in the orange jumpsuits like it was it was so like surreal <laughs> and weird um, so I moved away from that and just thought I'll start paying attention to something else um, and there was this guy that worked in a shop and he told me about how the world's temperature is going up like a percent every year and like eventually it's going to get to the point where the climate the, the planet's too hot and everyone's going to die from it um like recently so like that that went in my head and yeah. for some reason because i was ignoring the isis thing i just swapped them out and then it became climate change and then there was these sinkholes appearing everywhere <laughs> so like in the uk they were like the ground was sinking and yeah. things were being like sucked into it um and I'd recently read an article on climate change that had said that, like, the natural gas pockets under the, like, Earth's crust have been depleted, and that's causing the floor to cave in. These sinkholes were related to the fact that it had been raining a lot, which didn't, which didn't, didn't help, because obviously it had been raining a lot, and it was a weird time to rain. Um, so I thought these sinkholes were the planet, like, dying. Uh, and someone said that, like, every time these sinkholes are going, they could release a gas that's heating the planet up. So there was that. And then there was, uh, I think it was like in India, people had died from the heat. So the heat okay, was too yeah. much along like countries along the equator. So they died from that. Um, and it just, it just got replaced by that. And that was the thing I thought is like, we're going to die. Like everyone's going to get cooked to death. It's the end of the world. Each year, like the world's going up a degree in heat. And like there were bits where the summer, I think the summer that year was really hot. Um, and it was really hot. And I was just like, this is really hot. And I couldn't, in my mind, think if it had been the same temperature or not the year before. You just so, thought... I was just like, this is it. Like, next year, maybe the year after, like, we're all going to die in, like, this, like, big oven. <laughs> um, and I thought I was crazy. Like, I thought I was mental. Like, my girlfriend at the time was trying to reassure me. Um, and it was just crazy. I mean, I'd spoke to somebody else that had Asperger's. I think I told you about him before. He believed something similar. I released a blog about my obsessive thoughts to see if that would help. And I had a guy reply to me who's also on the spectrum that said that he believed so much that the polar ice caps were going to melt and the world was going to become one giant ocean that he taught himself how to swim long distance in the sea. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Just in case. Just in case that's he amazing. had to. And he'd be fine. And he'd looked up survival techniques of how to live stranded on an ocean. <laughs> like so. That's Oh, I love that. That made me feel a little bit better that I was like, oh, good. 
Um, but do you have like a regular one? Because yeah. like these are main ones that are huge. Yeah. Um, but do you have like a regular obsessive thought that like is with you all the time and you know about it for years? So I have two. Yeah. I have two like constant obsessive thoughts one of them is food yeah so i constantly obsess over what i'm eating when i'm gonna eat what i'm gonna have i need to know what time it's gonna be i need to i need to have planned what it is probably the day if not two days before um it needs to be kind of healthy if i eat something that's not healthy i obsess about how long it's gonna take to get out of my body what impact it's going to have on my body, how I'm going to feel after I've eaten it, things like that. And I have the same thing for dinner, breakfast and lunch pretty much every day, um, with some exceptions. I'm not as bad when, like, if I'm eating with you. I yeah. can, I usually that kind of balances it out. But if I'm on my own, in my own flat, I have to have the same thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm the same on that with food. I have to eat the same thing, um all the time yeah uh, like mm. i have the same breakfast uh my lunches are similar my dinner is similar like i i don't eat the exact same thing every time but i think i have like three like dinners that i'll alternate between and like lunch is lunch is a weird one lunch for me is just whatever i can get my hands on yeah. in the middle of the day um that i have but obviously i buy the same food ingredients constantly so yeah, like so. it's always the same things i'll be eating throughout the day for lunch um but I think that's more, like, obviously obsessive in the sense that it bothers you with everything. Um, but I think for me, it's more routine. Yeah. It's more routine of what I'm used to. Uh, and I get uncomfortable, like, trying to figure out new stuff. Like, have you ever been, like, food shopping, bought a load of stuff, got it at home and just gone, none of this makes a meal. Yeah. I've just yeah. got bits of things I know that I like, but none of this stuff really, like, goes together. Mm, yeah, I mean, I, like... I've always, since I first came to uni and was living, you know, like, away from home, I've kind of not differed that much. My food shops have always been basically the same things. But I think the obsessive food thoughts have been with me for a long time because I can remember being younger when I lived with my parents. I remember how... So I'd, I'd come home from school and as soon as my mum was in, I'd straight away, what's for dinner? What time's dinner? My mum would tell me a time. At that time, I'd be at the table. And if she said, oh, no, it's going to be like a little bit longer, I'd be like, how much longer? I'd be stressed. I could feel my like heart beating quicker at the, like I had planned dinner at this time. So I didn't understand. And even if it was 10 minutes later, it would still stress me out. My worst was if she told me that there was something for dinner and then changed what that thing was same with going to restaurants if they just changed the restaurant they're like uh, just caused me like massive issues. yeah well, i mean you had that yesterday so like yesterday <laughs> i we you finished work and i was going to go on my lunch break at the exact same time and i was like oh do you want to go get a coffee but because you'd had it in your head that you need to get to the shop to buy this miso paste because you wanted miso soup like, you said that the shop that sold it was going to close at five. <laughs> My lunch break was 45 minutes, which means you definitely still would have made it. But because you, like, were panicked that you wouldn't be able to get this paste and that was your dinner for the day. Like, when I said, do you want to go to the coffee shop and get a coffee with me? Like, your face and just the way you reacted to it. You were just, it, you looked shocked. Like, you looked terrified. You looked like, what? No. Like, you wanted to say to me, no. 
uh, I can't. I need to go get this paste. But you're worried about saying it out loud. Like, I mean, it's, I mean, I knew that's what the problem was. Like, you were like, oh, I mean, I could see, I remember you, like, at one point looking, like, on your phone at somewhere <laughs> that closed at five. So you obviously were like, oh my God, I better get this paste today. Um, if I don't get this paste, I won't have the soup. And I've not got a contingency to if I don't have the soup. So, yeah, like, I didn't do it intentionally. Like, it didn't occur to me. Like, I wasn't on purposely, like, I know it will mess with you. Oh, no, I know. Um, I know you didn't. But just your face of, like, you wanted to say no. But you didn't want to explain why. Like, it, I knew what it was, so straight away I was just like, you don't have to, you know. Like, if you, <laughs> if you don't want to, this doesn't have to... If you need to go somewhere, just go. Um, but I could see it in your eyes, like, you were just... Oh my god, no, I'm not. Like, I can't. I can't. We can't. I need to go get this paste. I'm getting this paste now. Yeah, I panicked. Uh, I think, yeah, I think food is... Like, that is a constant. It's all the time. It's always with me. I always think about what I'm going to have. And it does... I do get on edge. And if we go to a restaurant, I always look up the menu before we go and I always plan what I'm going to eat. And this is, like, days in advance. I'll plan what I'm going to drink, what I'm going to eat. Like, if a place doesn't have a menu and I go there for dinner, I am quite on edge I know. I haven't planned it. If we go together, you're always asking me what I'm going to have. Yeah. Um, and I know what's going on with you now, so I've got into the habit of picking two things. <laughs> because you don't want to order the same thing as me, um, because you're not sure what you want. But, like, I'll always, like, pick something for me and then find something on the menu that you'd want and then just order those two. Uh, and we just tend to alternate. So I'll eat half of one and give you the other half, and then yeah. you'll eat half of one and give me the other half, and we'll just do that. Uh, because like I was going to do in the post that didn't happen was my inability to make a decision uh, is mental. Like I can't decide. I'm good if someone gives me one option Yeah. because there's no decision there. But if someone goes, oh yeah, we're going to do this. I'm like, good. And then when they go, oh, and they're like, oh no, uh, which one do you want to do? I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know. I can't, I can't decide. Um, which is the same with like when we go to eat stuff. I'm aware of the fact that I'm going to have to decide because you haven't seen the menu and don't know what you're going to have. Uh, but also I know that I can't decide either. So I just pick the two most likely candidates and then just order both. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like your food one is definitely a big one. Uh, you get a little bit weird about it. Uh, I've, I've seen you do it um, quite a lot. You're fine if... You're around mine, yeah. Um, and I'm making dinner. Yeah. You don't. You don't normally ask me what's going on, but I do notice sometimes you will slyly like <laughs> pretend like you're going to the toilet just so you can look in the kitchen to see what it is. <laughs> um, but then that's it. That's the only time you can do it. Yeah, I'm a lot. It's I'm a lot calmer if you're making the decision and it's around yours. I think also like a big thing to do with that is I know that we eat quite similar. So you do tend to eat the sorts of food that I would eat. Like if I was going around anyone else's, I'd be worried about if it was going to be really processed or like if it's going to be something that I don't like or if it's going to be unhealthy. But we eat really, I think like part of our like burger stuff is we eat quite basic food. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I don't eat anything complicated. No. Uh, like, things that inquire, like, following a recipe or stuff like that. Like, that's never worked for me. Like, yeah. I've tried to follow recipes in the past, uh, and it's never worked. Like, I've never... 
I don't think I've ever followed it and gone, actually, that's that's not too bad. Yeah. Uh, so I stick to, like, basic, it's already complete when I bought it. Yeah. And I don't mean, like, microwavable dinners and like that. I mean, like, I'm just going to have, like, a salad or, like, quite a wide selection of veg with something that's going to be, like, the main part of that meal. Uh, but they won't require a lot of prep. Yeah. Uh, they'll already be, like you said, like, whole foods and that kind of thing. It just reminds me to, you know, all i got to do is cut it up or like heat it up but there's no making sauce or no, seasoning it's, it's or, nice and easy yeah like i don't do any stuff like that and i think that's just because my lack of ability to focus and judge it properly like in the times i have tried that i've completely missed part of the instruction so like there'll be a bit where i'm supposed to do something and i've just completely missed it uh it's the same with like if i'm building something like ikea furniture like, yeah. I'll always jump two stages ahead and not realise I've done it. So it's the same with recipes. But equally, I'm not a big fan of faffing about. Uh, and yeah, like you said, you wouldn't be able to do it because it's too stressful for you to follow a recipe. Yeah. Um, and for me, I just don't do it because it's not in my routine to. Like, nothing in me goes, you should try something different. Or like, why don't you eat something else for a change? Like, it doesn't matter to me. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't enter my head. Um, I'm fine with the way things are. Yeah. Uh, I don't mind eating the same thing all the time. I know people like worry about nutrients and getting the right thing, but the things I eat are high in the things I need anyway, so it, it doesn't really matter. But I don't have it to the same level as you. I don't panic about like what I'm going to eat. Like I don't know what I'm going to have for dinner tonight, but it's not going to enter my head until then. Um, the main one I've got, like, obsessive thoughts is, I have a big one for my health and health anxiety. Yeah. I've had health anxiety forever. Like, well, not forever, actually. I remember when I was, when I first moved to uni, um, when I first moved to uni, I was uh, overweight. Yeah, I was, I, was, uh, I was definitely overweight when I first moved to uni after I was, I think I started putting on weight when I was, like, after just after I was 16. Yeah. Um, and that didn't bother me. Like, I drank a lot. Um, like, it just it didn't matter. Uh, I don't know when it happened, but at some point, like, I think after I was 20... I want to say 25, maybe just before I was diagnosed, um, or maybe just as I got diagnosed, um, I kind of got these weird obsessions of thinking I was ill when I wasn't so like I used to get like if I got a pain somewhere like I used to think it was like uh, I remember getting a pain where my appendix is and thinking it's appendicitis or getting a cough and <clears throat> thinking it's like lung cancer yeah um, or just noticing like weird like skin shadows and that kind of thing and it got to the point where it was too much and it's all I thought about all the time like so I was going to the doctor once a week to you know get stuff checked out with the doctor going it's not that it's not this um but the trouble is, is you think about it constantly and like once that thought's in your head it starts off small so um you don't think anything of it like i remember seeing on facebook this picture of a guy who had like a vein in his like where his collarbone was and it was quite prominent like you could see it uh and every, all these it was like on a doctor's post and all these doctors were replying to it with that's cancer you've got cancer and then, like, one time, I got out of a hot bath and saw a vein, like, on my <laughs> collarbone. 
and just thought it was cancer. I was like, I've got cancer. It's this is it. Like I, that's what that is. Like because these doctors said it was. It didn't occur to me that later on I found the post again. I went back to it, and they're all just taking the mick out of this guy for posting a picture of this vein and going, "What is this vein?" And all these doctors going, "Oh, you're dying, mate." Uh, <laughs> like I didn't read it like that because obviously, like the whole thing I said, like with emotions and that kind of thing. Like you don't get jokes. I don't get jokes. I can't tell when people are joking. I take everything literally. So yeah. Unless someone says after it, that was a joke, or says it in a tone of voice that I recognise as sarcastic. Um, if someone just outright says it, and social media is a nightmare for that, because some people just are sarcastic, and you don't get that they're being sarcastic. You, you just don't pick it up. See, I thought it was uh, true. So I thought I had this... Like, well, I didn't even look at what type of cancer it was. Like, I mean, what cancer makes your veins stand out? Like that? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but I thought it was, and it becomes like everything you think about. So I remember watching telly and looking at everybody's collarbones and necks that were out and just seeing if they had the vein too. And then if they didn't, I'd be like, oh, they're so lucky. Like, they're not going to die. Um, but I've got this vein cancer. Like, and with everybody I was talking to, I just started talking to that part of their like neck area. Like, and it was all I thought about was constant. And then I thought about, like, you know, people have, like, veins that stand out in their arms or veins that stand out yeah. in, like, their temples and that. I'd look at that and just be like, but they're okay there. It must just be when it's in that one area. That's the one place you don't want that vein <laughs> to, like, stand up. And now I've got that vein, so it's not there. But then, like, the vein went away and the thought went with it. Um, but I'd been to the doctor. And the trouble is when I go to the doctor is I was going, like, weekly and it wasn't just one thing. I was like, I've got this, I've got that, I've got this, like, and also, is this normal? I think you've been, have you been to the doctors with me yes. once? And I think I listed off. Yeah, you listed so many things. Yeah. And you're still like it, like, in the time that I've known you, there have been a couple of things that you've gone, this is happening, and if I respond with, now, nah, I don't think that's, I wouldn't worry about that, you still worried about it or gone to the doctors or you know asked obviously your ex was a paramedic like yeah i mean call her she, up and ask her for it advice. was a it was a nightmare for her when we lived together like, <laughs> every time i found anything i was straight in there like is this normal what about this like uh you know have you seen this before and obviously every time she'd just be like sometimes she'd joke and just go yeah sure you're dying uh and then sometimes she'd just be like no it's nothing but, like, I judge it off her reactions. And like I said, with the learning people's, like, body language and that kind of thing, I'd be, like, waiting for it to try and figure out if she was lying, you know? Yes. Like, so if she replied in a way that I thought that's not normal for her, I thought she's lying, she knows something, but she just doesn't want to tell me because she doesn't want me freaking out. Um, she'd just look at it and go, what? Oh, oh, no, 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 that's fine. And I'd just be like, wait, what was that bit before then? Right? And I was reading, <laughs> like, too much into it. And it didn't help that she had, like, blood pressure kits and, like, stethoscopes and, like, that kind of thing in the flat. I was always getting her to check my breathing. Like, do I sound a bit... Like, if I had a chest infection and I was a bit wheezy, I thought it was, like, pleurisy or, like, I had, like, some, like, like proper, like, problems with my lungs. So I'd be breathing out as hard as possible to make, like, a wheezing noise. I'm like, what about that? And she was like, yeah, it's, it's phlegm. You've got a chest infection. And I'm like, yeah, but is it, though? Do you know what I mean? And I can't, I couldn't watch, it, when I'm in those periods of feeling like I've got something really wrong with me, I can't then watch a, a TV series that has someone in it that's ill. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm just like, oh my God, I'm like them. Um, like, I struggled to, I was going through like a really bad thing with like thinking I had like some illness and I was watching like Breaking Bad at the time. <laughs> uh, and I, I just had to stop watching it because it was like, it was too much. Like everything I thought about was... 
I'm ill. Like, this is it. Like, I'm going to be like this guy and this guy is going to be okay with it. Like, what if it happens? You know, this kind of thing. And I think it's because, like, I don't know if you're the same, but I can't see myself in the future. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know that uh, I'm 33 now and I think you said something the day where you said you're not even, like, halfway through your life. Yeah. Um, And I feel like... Like, I can't, because you can't see what's going to happen. Like, I don't know if you can. Like, I always feel like that's a Asperger trait there, is that you can't picture yourself five years from now. Yeah. Um, like, what do you think you'll be doing five years from now? I have no now? idea. Yeah. Like, yeah. how do you how do you picture, like, who, where you'll be, what you'll, like, what you'll look like, any of that kind of stuff? Like, if I think about five years from now, I just assume I'll be doing the same job, living in the same place, and look exactly the same. But I did you, I mean, but then, yeah, five years ago... Like, I mean, yeah, five years ago, I was, I mean, I lived with my parents, like everything, I lived in a completely different area, like everything was different, but it's, I just don't, I guess part of it's to do with I can't actually predict it, so I just assume that nothing will change, because I don't like change, so. Yeah, and I think like, um, these obsessive thoughts, like uh, when we were talking in the relationship one, and I said the reason that I don't, we don't think about friends or family and that kind of thing is because of these like a, this like routine thought processes. Yeah, I think that stops mm. being able to see what you're going to do and who you're going to be. Like, I mean, you went to uni, you did accountancy, like you didn't think three years from now. Was your course three years? Yeah, yeah, three years from now or four years from now, I'll be an accountant. No. You were too busy, like, in the day-to-day. And the day-to-day is filled with these, like, weird thoughts that, like, just are constantly away of yours. It's the food thing, but then you probably have other ones that are in there that aren't the food ones. Yeah, I I don't... (coughs) Sorry. (coughs) I don't know if you do this, but I constantly have my next thing. Like, there's constantly some sort of event coming up that will be my, like temperamental obsessive thoughts so i've got my like my staple ones i've got my staple ones but like up until today and then still today it's getting my hair cut because i'm getting my hair cut today yeah um and last time i got my hair cut it was the same for about a month before yeah it was constantly there and this has been like a month coming then like it's oh getting a tattoo that like is another one getting a snake like before i got my snake like that was a massive one and like the snake one was a weird one because you sent me a picture of a snake, you know, the yellow. Oh, the Burmese. Yeah, and every time the obsessive thought came, that picture came in my head and all I could think of was that picture and I couldn't... It's like I couldn't even see in front of me because I could just see that image and, like, that's kind of how my obsessive thoughts work. So with the haircut, I've just got a picture of a hairstyle that isn't even what I want to get done. Yeah. But that's the picture I link to it and that's what comes into my head. Yeah. And, like, the like so we're going to... A, a vegan festival tomorrow like that's another thing like in my head and it's constantly like a thing that's coming up and when that thing goes like i think oh that's good that obsessive thought will go but it will just be replaced with another one yeah and I know. it's a it's a constant cycle i yeah i mean i have ones with um certain items so like uh i told you before like at the moment my main two are should i get a switch yeah uh or and also these barefoot running shoes yeah uh, that i want a pair of um and it's really annoying because the website that sells them does not have them in my size yeah um and 
it's the same. It's all I think about. Like yeah. when I see people running now and wearing normal trainers, I'm just like, oh, like they um, they don't have barefoot ones. I feel like this is partly my fault. Yeah, because I, know. I run and I yeah, I know, a but like, <laughs> but like, I kind of want them for just obviously to run, but to walk about as well. Yeah, um, because I do a lot of walking. Um, and I like to, like, where we live, like, I like to go for walks because it's a nice area. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like barefoot shoes while walking will be a good thing. I think I, I think that the reason I, because I have barefoot walking shoes and yeah. running shoes, I think the reason that I like them, a lot of it is sensory feedback. I think you do get sensory feedback. And I find when I'm going for walks or runs in them, I tend to go for more kind of rural routes or more off track routes so i don't but yeah it, i mean but it, it doesn't matter it doesn't, yeah, no. it doesn't, it doesn't, <laughs> off topic. It doesn't matter if i buy them and never use them yeah uh the point is is that in my head i've gone you should buy them yeah and the thing is is you either buy them and like you said once they're bought it's done and then you don't think about it yeah um but then it's replaced with something else or you leave it to the point where eventually it does disappear but it takes longer if you ignore it long enough it will go away and you won't think about it but it'll just come back it's yeah. like me and the switch i've had one before yeah uh and i didn't like it and i got rid of it yeah but the trouble is is because of where we work i see them all the time and every time i see one i'm just like ah, oh, maybe i should get one uh and like like you said i, I barely play computer games like, I can't remember the last time I actually played my PlayStation. Yeah. Like, it's been months since I actually played anything. Like, I've got no interest in it. Like, when I am off, I don't think, oh, I've got time to fit, like, a game in. So it would just be there and be doing nothing. Yeah. Um, but it's just to get that, that thought out of your head because that thought is constantly there and it is all you think about. Um, like, I had a weird one lately where I've changed gene size. Um and I've gone down like one size in jean waist. Um, so I bought two pairs online of the same ones and spent like a good hour just alternating between the two and walking around my flat to see if <laughs> I could tell which one I was. And then I ended up Googling like, what is the right jean size for you? Like, so I got the tape measure out and I'm measuring <laughs> where jeans are supposed to sit. But then you read like conflicting like articles, like people that have genuinely written stuff about here's the jeans I wear. Um, I like mine to be a little bit loose. So when I sit, you know, if you can't sit and you can't do this, then like these aren't for you. And then other people are going, you need them to be so you don't need a belt. Whereas some guys have gone, I always wear a belt, so you need a belt. And then you're just like, oh no, this is a nightmare. <laughs> like that kind of thing. So I had both, but then I've got this in my head of um, which ones do I want. So I picked the, the bigger size, yeah. wrapped the smaller size up in the bag that's to send them back in, put the sticker on. And then... I thought, and just to make sure I don't return the bigger size because I've drive myself mad with this, I ripped up the returns form <laughs> and threw the bag in the bin. Um, and then I was going to be tempted to like pour something like liquidy or gross <laughs> on the bag in the bin. So I couldn't then do it. Um, but then I went out for a meeting and came back. And the whole time I was on this meeting, I was just like, oh, why am I returning the smaller ones? I am that size now. I should go there. So then when I came back from work, I mean, from the meeting, I got the bag out of the bin. <laughs> taped the returns note back together again and like took, sent these the bigger ones back and kept the smaller ones took the small ones out of the packet wrapped them up and sent them like and that's what happened because i was thinking about this like pair of jeans for too long like throughout the day like and that's that's why like 
other stuff doesn't enter your head. Like things that should enter your head don't enter your head because yeah. you just get like this weird. And I was looking at everybody that was wearing jeans, like while I was on this meeting. So I was in this meeting, sat in a coffee shop, talking to uh, I think it was actually talking to my social worker about something. And everyone that walked past with a pair of jeans on, I was just like, I wonder if they're wearing them too big <laughs> yeah. or too small. There was a girl walking around with like had jeans on and she had like a crop top or something on. So you could see like all the midriff and that kind of thing. So I was trying to figure out with her because <laughs> she didn't have a belt on. Um, and I was trying to figure out like if there was like if the skin was like tipping over the side of the jean or like that kind of thing. And I was trying to figure out how she had decided that. And I almost wanted to go up to her. Like, I could see her walking with her boyfriend. Amazing. And go, excuse me, like, this might be weird, but what size jeans are you and do you always wear them? And, like, you know, like, we can pull the waistband and there's a space. Like, with these ones, like, I've got a space and this is the size that I got rid of. So, like, this is the size I've bought recently that I'm wearing now. But these are actually slightly too big for me. Um, I wanted to go up to her and go, look, don't think of the weird of this. Like, I'm not a pervert, like, but... And just pull her waistband... (laughs) To see how much give there was to see if I'd made the right decision on keeping the bigger one. <laughs> That's really funny. And yeah, it was like all consuming. My social worker kept asking me stuff. Uh, and I was just dipping in and out of like the conversation because I just kept thinking about these jeans back in my flat. And I was like, the second I get home, get the bag out the bin. <laughs> buy some sellotape because I didn't have some to stick yeah. the, the note back together uh, and do it and like these are the things that like I told you before like when the thing with my phone where I had like a two week period yeah, of it, yeah. where I was just like you need to just refund it and sell it back out to me because if you do that I can't return it and yeah. then it's done like I'll stop thinking about it there's no decision to think about but like with the phone I've got now like I spent ages thinking about the other phones I could have like because yeah, I was just like which one should I get what about this? What about that? And it doesn't matter. But like, and now that the period's gone where I can't do anything about it and I'm stuck with this phone, I have not thought about phones <laughs> yeah. ever. I've seen like posters on like when you walk past phone shops that have like pictures of the latest phone. I've seen those pictures and thought, I don't care. Like decisions made. But before that, um, every time I saw a picture of the phone, I was like, oh, maybe I should get that one. There's still time. Like I should just do it. Like, why don't I just do it? Like, what about this? It's like the shaving my head thing. Like, yeah. I want to do it, um, but then, like, every time I look at, like, I'll go past a barbershop where I could get it done, I'm just like, oh, uh, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. But I think, like, if I just get it done, the decision's made. I can't, I can, at where I'm at now, I could either shave my head or not shave my head. Yeah. But once I've shaved my head... It's done. It's done. There's nothing I can do about that. Yeah. The decision is done and that obsessive thought moves on. But like you said, like uh, a few weeks ago, it was the phone thing. At the moment, it's the shaved head thing. It's the barefoot running shoes thing. But once I've got the shoes and shaved my head, like... It'll be something else. Something else will appear and that's the thing I'm thinking about. I think that's what I quite like about... I guess almost about being around you because I know that you do it. And it kind of makes me feel better about myself because we both do it and we both do it with different things. But I know with you, like any kind of gadget, like not really gadgets, but you're, you've always, you know, you, should I get a switch? Should I get a Wii U? Should I not get either? Because of Zelda, like, I know you'll be like that. Same with your phone. Is this one really like mint condition? Does it have a tiny scratch on it? Could I get a different one? Should I just upgrade my phone? Like- I mean, I did that with the... Remember I bought the phone and the phone turned up. 
Um, and I was looking, <laughs> yeah, looking for a reason to not go with that one. Yeah, I mean, and I found like the most minutest mark on the back, and I was like, no. Yeah, but equally, you then got me to look at it. I could not see a mark. I think you were just making it up because you couldn't, you couldn't decide. Yeah, and like I know that you'll have obsessive thoughts about that, and I know that. There are times when me and you will leave the house and you will get to, like, the end of your road and you'll be like, no, we need to go back, change my outfit, or I need to grab a jumper. Like, I don't know, like, other people do stuff like this, but I think it just happens a lot more. Well, like, for example, um, was it last week? Like, and I do it too, you thought you'd left your stove on at your flat. (laughs) Um, And, like, most people do get that thought where they go, oh, I left the oven on. Yeah. Um, And, like, nine times out of ten, it's very rare that you actually hear someone go, oh, yeah, I left the oven on and my house burnt down. Yeah. Um, But with us, because I understand the obsessive thought thing, I've got you to do it as well, where the amount of times I've got to work and thought I forgot to lock and shut my front door... And that I just walked out and left the front door open. Um, and I haven't. Yeah. Uh, it's never... No one's ever gone to check for me and gone, it's open. Yeah. Um, like, my therapist, when I saw a therapist, she said that you need to just ignore that. So, like, when you have the thought of, I've left my front door open, um, you need to just know that you did shut your door because you routinely do shut the door. Yeah. And just leave. Um I've heard some people that have Asperger's do this thing where they have a similar problem with their flat and think they haven't locked the door. Where, as they're locking the door, they loudly go, locking the door! Like, really loudly to themselves, like, not in their head. They say it, and they do it every time, and that's how they remember that they locked the that's door. That's quite a good idea. Um, but, like, I've done it where I've literally done five times. So I've shut my door and it's locked. I've walked down my stairs, gone up, checked it, it's locked. Yep. Gone down my stairs, gone up, checked it, it's locked. And I'll do that. And yeah. it's it's not OCD in the same way, you know, people that, like, have to turn the light switch off, like, four times. Yeah. Uh, like, on, off, on, off, on, off, and then that's it, they're done. It's not that. It's because even though I mentally can picture, I know I did, um, my head goes, yeah, but did you? Um, and then you just go, but did I? Yeah. And then you think you haven't. And it's the same with you where you, I went round to your flat. Um, it's good. I mean, this is the good thing that, like, I have a spare key for your flat you have a spare key for my flat. Yeah. Because then I could go to your flat, because you were at work and weren't going to come home for hours and you thought you'd left your hob on and your kettle on the hob. Yeah. Um, that I had to go check for you. But, like, <laughs> I imagine up until you got that text from me saying, they're not on, you were like, oh, my God, the fire. Like, what if there's a yeah, fire? What I if mean, everything burns down? People were talking to me at work and I was not listening in the slightest. All I could think about was, like, again, with the picture thing in my head, I just had a picture of a red-hot stove in my head thinking, what's what's going to happen to my flat? And the same with you when you thought you'd left your jaw open. That wasn't Burgers. that long ago. Yeah. I always think I'm going to get robbed. Like, I have never been robbed. Like, <laughs> no point have I ever, ever had a flat of mine, like, or anywhere I've lived, be robbed. But I'm always checking windows. <laughs> yeah, you are. Like, when I went around to your flat, I shut, you had your windows on the latch, I closed them all properly because I was just like, oh, what if you get burgled? Um, but then even when I leave your flat now, I left, got outside the front of your flat and had to go back in <laughs> to make sure I definitely locked your door because I couldn't remember. Um, and then I couldn't remember if I remembered to check your stove. So I went back into your flat and checked your stove egg twice for you. Um, just because I was just like, I did check, didn't I? That's why I'm here. And then I couldn't remember if I checked. So I then got it in my head Oh, what if your flat burns down? Like, which was the thing you were having at the same time. Um, 
Do you remember that time I thought I hadn't closed my door at the flat and I made you take a picture of my shut door <laughs> yeah. and send me the picture? Yeah. Because if you didn't do that, I wouldn't have, um, I wouldn't have believed you. Yeah. Uh, I was still would have thought the same thing. I was like, yeah, but did she shut the door? Um, so yeah, like it's, it's one of those things and it is all consuming. It's yeah, all you think it about. Is. People are talking to you, but you're, you can see the mouth moving. Yeah. But, but in your head, you're just like, oh, and if it burns this down and like. <laughs> What am I going to do about this? All my clothes are there. Obviously, you've got, like, a snake. So you're yeah. like, what if he's in the fire? Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It is like a... Like, I know that other people... I know that NT people will have obsessive thoughts. And I'm, I know it happens. And I know you hear people say, yeah, but, you know, I do this. But I think for us, the thing that's different is it is constant. And it's it, it's constantly more than one. It's constantly like five or six thoughts that just seem to be on rotate in my head. Well, going around. Yeah. And it is all the time. And sometimes they change if it's a thing like a haircut. You get the haircut, it's done. And there are the ones, like for me with food, that I guess will just always be there. Because yeah. they always have been. But it doesn't it doesn't stop. And there isn't really a way of controlling it. Yeah, I mean, um, I know my mom in particular, like, knows that I get this kind of stuff occasionally. And she's always suggesting, like, mindfulness. Um, and, like, some other people have suggested, like, CBT to me. Um, yeah. Which, to, like, get me out of it. And even my therapist, that was the Asperger therapist, she said when you get these thoughts of, did I close the door? Um, like, I'm weird about turning power points off so i turn all switches off once i've stopped using electric and it's not to save energy i just think what if it like fuses and sets fire to everything and all my like uh multi-adapters for power are all surge protected because i won't use one i've got one that's not surge protected and i will turn it off at the wall every time yeah because i don't i I, like not you you're you're the unsafe one Uh, and it's the same with like my snake tank that I've got my snakes in, like the amount of times I think I've left it open, uh, when I've never left it open. Yeah. I have had my snake for eight years and I have never left that door open. Not once, but that does not stop me from thinking every time oh, I opened it this morning. Did I remember to shut it? Like, do you know what I mean? Um, and my mom's suggested all these different therapies to help with that. And the therapy you're going through at the moment, he's talked to you about ruminating and yeah. that kind of thing. But I honestly can't think of a way around it like and i have tried cbt and i have done mindfulness and my therapist said that you just need to throw the thought away which my mom's also suggested um when i have like a repetitive thought of the same thing like have i left my door open um she's like you know you have like and i did it for a bit where i'd be outside the front of my flat on my bike about to leave and my head's gone did you lock your door and i've then just left and not checked. Um, I mean, sometimes I'm late for work, so, like, because of it, sometimes I'm bang on time. Yeah. But then... And I think it's part of your routine is thrown off. Yeah. I think that's where it comes from for those sort of things, is something that was your routine for the morning. Like, my routine for the morning is the same thing. Yeah. I get up, I work out for an hour, I have my breakfast, yeah. I shower, I get changed, I go to work. But if one of those things goes wrong, um, I think that's where my did I close the door because I've not stuck to it and if I've had a good routine and got everything done I'm less likely to have that thought but I can't just ditch it and just say that's fine when she said try that and the times I did try that I just got so on edge like for the whole day for the whole day I was thinking um you know I need to oh god what about my door yeah don't think about the door 
think about something else. But then you, you, you just, you're too distracted and like you have a bad day where you think I haven't done a lot today or I haven't got much done or did I do well at this? Like it just kind of not replaces with other stuff. You don't think in like, oh, I've done really bad at work today. It's just, it kind of bleeds into other things of that day as yeah. well. You've still got that, is my door locked? But you're also like, oh, what about this? What about that? Um, so I found it's actually better just to stick with that one thought of, yeah. did I leave my flat open? Then to try and like ignore it. When you try and ignore it, it for some reason, that part of your brain then tries to it's make, manifest make elsewhere. other things in your day like have the same problem. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's it sounds stressful, but like I don't I don't think it's that bad. I find for me it's like it's not um like sometimes it is stressful depending on what the thought is. Oh I mean yeah, like, like the, when we did the terrorism one and the climate change ones and yeah. my health anxiety ones, those ones are stressful. Yeah. Those ones lead to meltdowns. Those ones call me to have like a high heart rate for like way too long and yeah. like breathing and like I get like genuine cold sweats sometimes. Yeah. You know, like I'm looking in the mirror. And I see something that I think, oh, cancer. Like, I get genuine panic when yeah. that happens. Um, I had one recently, actually. I was, I didn't tell you what it was, but, um, I said to you, like, I think I'd message you through Facebook. Like, I'm having health anxiety, but you said your phone was on silent and, oh, you, and okay, you didn't notice. Yeah. Uh, and it's been a long time since I've had one of them. Yeah. Um, but I was just looking in the mirror and, uh, like, my nose is quite, I suppose, big is the word I'm looking for. Um, but like the light in my, bathroom is quite bright um and basically because of how my nose overhangs i got these like dark shadows here uh like obviously this is a podcast you can't see where i'm pointing but like just above my nostrils um and i'd seen a guy who had a completely black nose um i think it was on like telly or something and he had like a weird form of cancer where his skin it was like a form of skin cancer and his nose was dying and he was going to have it cut off uh and i was just brushing my teeth uh and i saw them and i was like oh, i'm gonna have no nose like and i was freaking out about it like it wasn't till i looked at it in a different mirror that i couldn't then see the shadows and it took me ages to realize it was just the light of the bathroom <laughs> but like i thought my nose was gonna rot off right? and i genuinely believed that that was gonna happen uh those ones are the horrible ones but the yeah. other ones like like you with the food and uh, I'm not sure what my regular ones for the day. I definitely have one for the way I dress. Like yeah, I, I've mentioned that before, that like I think about what I'm going to wear the day before I'm going to wear it. Uh, so all my days, all my outfits are planned 24 hours in advance. Um, but yeah, and you've got the the dinner one. Those ones I don't think are that bad. But when you explain to someone I have to check my door five times before I leave because I I think I've left it open. Um, or like the one with the Switch. The Switch one's bad because I see them all the time and like people that are buying Switch games or trading Switch games in. Like I just think like, ah, oh, I could be me. Yeah. I could have a Switch. And like the period of like with the phone, every time someone got their phone out, I'd be like, is that the phone I want? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? What phone has this person <laughs> gone to? Like, what if they've picked a better phone than me? Like, uh, when really it doesn't matter. Like, I don't care about phones, but yeah. just for that brief period. I find like sometimes it's uh sometimes it's quite entertaining like I will sit down I'll sit on my sofa I won't have the TV or any music on and I'll just think and it will just be my obsessive thought going like over and over in my head but I mean I can lose hours doing it I can be thinking for so long then look at the clock from when I got in from work at six and be like oh it's half ten I guess yeah. I'll go to bed but in a way that's kind of nice 
Not yeah. always, but sometimes. Yeah, it's kind of like a pastime. Yeah. I mean, the internet doesn't help. Like, the second I start thinking about something, like, the fact that Google exists. Oh, it's... Like, I, I, the thing I don't do is I don't, when I've got the health anxiety stuff, is I don't Google uh, my symptoms because yeah. Google will tell me I'm dying or I'm already dead, yeah. uh, which is... <laughs> Something that I just, I don't do anymore. But like, um, like with the switch stuff, like if I can't get it out of my head, I start trying to do things to help it. Like, uh, Google, why shouldn't I buy this? And then have, <laughs> yeah, loads, I do that. have loads of like reviews of people going, it's rubbish. It's this, you don't bother. And then there's that nice, like brief hour where you're just like, yeah, there you go then. I'm not going to get it. But then, uh, do you know what I mean? Someone somewhere will go, oh, yeah, but it is really good for this. And you're like, oh, why have you done that? Now it's back in there. Like, I'm thinking about it. But, I mean, just quickly, because we don't actually have long left on this one. This is... Uh... Flown by. Yeah. Um, why did your therapist tell you to think about rumination and obsessive thoughts? Like, did he do it in a bad way? Was he telling you that it was a, a negative thing? Because when people hear this, it does sound like it's a bad thing and not good for you to do this all the time, which obviously we both do it. I mean, today, your ones are... Getting your hair cut. Yeah. Um, vegan fair tomorrow. Yeah. And anything else? Face. Any face. Yeah. Uh, whereas for me, my ones are, should I shave my head? Yeah. What am I going to wear to the vegan fair tomorrow? Because I still haven't decided. I might buy these, wear these jeans tomorrow, actually, these smaller ones. To oh, see yeah. What they're like, to see an actual day in the life of smaller size <laughs> jeans. Um, but I'm thinking about those two at the moment. Um, and they've been in my head the whole time while we've been doing this. Obviously, we're sat in a park. People are walking past. I am definitely looking at how much hair they've got. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, so, but, like, just to go back to, obviously, your therapist isn't an Asperger one. And I've tried to, the therapist I saw that's with the same people that you're seeing now, he tried to do CBT with me, which is cognitive behavioral therapy. Okay. Um, which... After six sessions, he just kind of went, I can't help you and this doesn't work for you. Uh, and then we stopped. And same with mindfulness. Like the person that tried to teach me mindfulness told me that this would stop me with my obsessive thoughts because do you know what mindfulness is? Yeah. 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 Uh, and like the Headspace app and like that kind of thing. Told me to try that because that would distract me from the thoughts yeah. and focus on like my body. But the trouble is, is the power of my obsessive thoughts is too strong and nothing... Yeah. No matter what anyone tells me and says, you just weren't doing it properly or you should try and do it more or you should have sticked with it. I stuck with mindfulness for like a couple of months and was yeah. trying to do it every day. I had the Headspace app, but it didn't matter. Like it's when we said before with like audiobooks and that kind of thing, my obsessive thoughts were overpowering and just overpowered it. And I've kind of accepted that that's how it is. But briefly, like your therapist wants you to stop or just wants you to be aware well, of it. I, the, I mean, the, what I'm in therapy thought for is kind of one particular obsessive thought. So that one is a bad one and it's my other like constant one. So he kind of, he, I don't think he wants me to stop obsessing. He just wants me to not, because the, the thing I think about is like, I think that people are looking at my face and thinking I look bad, just mm. constantly like, and I think he wants me to realise that that's not what people are thinking. So he just wants me to change my mentality towards it, not necessarily stop obsessing, but just stop thinking that it's a bad thing. Which I think, yeah, like the, my other obsessive thoughts, we haven't gone into like me and my therapist because it's that's not why I'm there. But I overall, like I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think there's bad there's bad thoughts and they can be a bad thing but i think for the most part it's fine like i don't think they're 
good necessarily but I, I also don't think they're bad I just think that's that's the way I am it's the way I've always been it's not going to change and that's fine with me yeah I mean I think I've always done it it's just I think as you get older and you stop living with your parents and you become independent in a way like yeah. living on your own like we do I feel like there's more things that become obsessive thoughts than say when you didn't have your own money. You didn't decide what you were yeah. going to eat and that yeah, kind of thing. I think, it's, I think it's got more now because I decide those things. And that's why, and like I said, the one I do want to talk about making decisions and how I can't, I think that's where the obsessive thoughts also come from because you can't pinpoint what you want to do. So you think about it too much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's it for now. Um, I mean, next episode are you going to decide? Oh, like, yeah, I think I know what I'm going to do. Because, but I mean, I, I did this, so, like... This was a good one, though. I think good good choice on your end. Good decision. Well, I'm not doing it again. Like, <laughs> we need to stick to the normal, uh, what's the way, narrative of these episodes where you decide the topic and I don't know until we start talking. Well, that is what we'll do next, then. All right, then. All right, bye. Right.